back Juventini to the Juventini tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anigra and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over the post-match of a great game, Juve Dinamo Kiev in Champions League. Second last game uh, of the group stage and uh, finally, guys, a performance uh, that is ending on a real positive note. I really enjoyed this game and uh, I was able to see uh, all of your happy kind of replies uh, throughout the day. As always, during the midweek, I'm working, so unfortunately, I can't watch those games live. I watch it after, and I write all my notes down. But uh, it was definitely good to kind of chit-chat with you guys, obviously not being able to, to, to see it. But into this game, I just kind of felt the positive notes. So I was really, you know, looking forward to watch the game after work. And uh, I, was, I was pretty happy with what I saw, and we'll get into it during this podcast. Uh, we bring a dear friend back on. And um, he's doing bits, he's doing things. And uh, Mason, welcome to the show. Obviously, at Vecchia Senora blog, at VESI blog on Twitter, and at Vecchia Senora blog on Instagrams. I didn't fuck it up this time. I actually got it. I'm proud of myself. I didn't forget (laughs) it. So, welcome, Mason. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thank you. That was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So, what have you been up to? Kind of give us a, a little bit of a roundup of what's going on with the blog and. I know you're dropping some merch and uh, I'll definitely have um, a a sweater coming, a hoodie coming in the mail. Uh, Obviously, unfortunately, we can't get it out, you know, COVID. It's it's tough to get these things uh, going, but uh, we'll definitely have you on in the future. And I'll definitely, uh, I'm going to be rocking it once it comes in uh, on future podcasts. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I got the merch and um, yeah, I've just been uh, trying to write a lot more. I'm out of school right now, so I have a lot more time, a lot of post-game, a lot of pre-game. I have a really cool interview coming out uh, probably later this week with the one of the the president of one of Juventus Juventus's youth academies that I was lucky enough to get in contact with. So I got a really cool interview in the book. Nice, right man. Now. Nice, nice. Definitely check that out, guys. And again, check out the hoodies. Beautiful design. Uh, like I said, it's a work, a work of art. You know, everybody else has got their um, you know signature kind of typical uh, merchandise, but definitely one of a kind. So I think that's that's pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, I look forward to rocking it. And again, you're doing you're doing bits. I have no problem, you know, promoting your stuff. You do a lot of work for promoting my stuff as well. So it's been a really good uh, good friendship. And uh, I look forward to having you on in the future. I know I'm saying this all in the beginning. It's like sounds like it's the end of a podcast, but no, for uh, for real, man. Uh, great job, and uh, continue all to grow together. This kind of a small group of us that are kind of now all connecting, and it's uh, it's really nice to see because yeah we're all coming up together it's nice yeah i know and you know there's no kind of bitchiness or jealousness and uh, i'm not going to get into that podcast as soon as people hear that they know where i think i'm going don't worry we're not going there we're going to be excited today we're going to have fun today but it's good uh no one's kind of and that's the way it should be you know there's room for everybody here whether you're doing podcasts videos you know i had unfortunately with davide you know, we got that one late, uh, always on my my bad, screwing up and not putting it out on time. But hopefully you guys enjoyed. Rock that video out because he's doing bits. Obviously, he's going to have a podcast as well. And, you know, this podcast is going to be shouting out lots of people, you know, as we get the questions in. Um, thank you for the questions. Uh, it took a little bit of gas to, uh, to get that going. But, guys, <laughs> I really do appreciate it. I want to interact with you guys. That's what really, uh, that's why I love bringing guests on. That's why, uh, you know, we have the podcast, but get those questions and get those comments in, whether it's after the game, just send me a DM message, whatever it may be. And 
yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And we'll get into those as well, because a lot of people have been gassing me up in the comments. So I got to give thanks because, you know, hearing how, uh, what people are thinking of Cafe I Love You and and my videos. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I thank you guys for all that. But as we go through here, we'll check in on you guys, see if you're still here. And again, drop some comments on what you think, what you agree, disagree at the end uh, or throughout the whole video. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the news. CR7, 750 goals and counting. Uh, what can I say? It's in a remarkable, I can't give him shit for that. So it's a remarkable tally. Um, and Ronaldo fans definitely know how to support their own. I mean, I'm going to say some UV fans, you know, they're very, uh, you know, take things a little too personal, a little snobby, but Ronaldo fans, I got to give you credit. You guys support your own. Someone posts a picture of Ronaldo and I'm already up 200 hearts on that one, retweets up my ass and it's just crazy. So yeah, guys, uh, drop some follows, eh? It's pretty easy to hit the like, but drop a couple follows. We'll keep, we'll keep it consistent. We'll keep it fair. Um, another thing that I, I really love seeing on social media, obviously, Alessandro Dopiero with a bunch of other kind of legends or veterans, uh, some very familiar faces, are going to be participating in the next coaching course. So hopefully this is the, uh, as I called it, hashtag glory era is going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're going to get Del Piero back in the club. That would be unreal, uh, boys and girls, uh, to see that. And uh, let's, keep, let's keep it tuned and uh, see what happens. Um, Juve's moving up in the UEFA rankings after the last CL game. So we're now just behind Bayern at the top and Barcelona in third place. Um, I think that's pretty cool. It just shows with all these wins what you can, what you can do. And, hey, uh, we've been pretty consistent. These rankings are based on, you know, the past five years accumulatively. So when you're near that top of the list, unfortunately, we haven't been able to win a trophy. But, uh, you know, it shows the consistency out of the club. Uh, a little side note, international news, if you guys obviously haven't heard, I'm sure you have, but the uh, Nations League uh, finals are going to be in Italy. So uh, we're going to be able to see some great games, uh, including uh, Italia, España uh, on October 6th, 2021. Maybe I, I'll be able to make it out there by then, October next year. Uh, hopefully COVID is, uh, you know, maybe uh, dying down, uh, but that's going to take place in Milan, France and Belgium on October 7th in Torino. Um, and then the finals of the, they have the third place game on the 10th in Torino and the, the championship, uh, October 10th in Milano. So maybe I get to see you guys out there. That would be sweet, but let's see what happens and, uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy some real football, uh, for now. Um, I'm guessing this is what you guys are really going to want to know about. Obviously Adriano Del Monte tweeted, Juve has to score three goals and beat Barcelona by two plus. Uh, at the Camp Nou in order to finish as group winners, which I think uh, as everybody's seeing the kind of possibility of names um, that we could face being in second spot, I think we're going to be gunning for that first place. And we have to, I mean, it's shown in the past how much, uh, how much that second place can really hurt you or help you. I mean, it depends on the year, right? But um, definitely, you get a little bit of an easier start by getting in that first spot. So hopefully we can, uh, we can get it done. Uh, talking about some stats, obviously CR seven with 10 goals to assist massive for us right now. Morata nine goals, four assists. And uh, the first player, I don't know if this is correct. It was came out through Max Damon, but uh, first player since 0102 to score six goals in the uh, group stage for Juventus. So 
uh, Morata's on fire. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so just hopefully we can all keep, obviously he's going to be a couple games off now, which I think he could use the rest, but, um, and I think Dybala could really take advantage of that. Uh, but 13 goals, 25 UCL games for Juve. Um, big, big time. And I don't know, what did you think about the whole red card situation? Did you, do you believe what was being said? I know you said the word yeah. embarrassing. I don't believe any of that shit. I think a lot of people were just like trying to make it, make a defense for, you know, I mean, hey, a lot of us say stupid things. I've said a lot of stupid things. I've said a lot of stupid things to refs. Um, but, you know, it, it was in the moment. Uh, I think it was justified. He didn't need to say shit at the end of the game. I think it was just a waste of breath. And now where he's going to have to deal with that. But what did you think, Mason? You think yeah, he definitely he definitely said something worse than whatever. I mean, I think whatever I saw was like, yeah, he called an embarrassing <laughs> penalty. But I mean, he definitely said something worse than that. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I imagine they'll appeal it. But I don't think it would be the worst to have him sit out for two games. I think he exactly. could use the rest. Um but yeah, yeah, just a stupid, a stupid thing to go up after the game. I mean, it was done and dusted. Like, it's one thing to want to have your piece, but at the same time, it's not, it's so not worth it. it. You know, especially when you're Murata right now doesn't need to be dragged down to anything. He's he's yeah. playing amazing. Nobody, you know, he doesn't need to prove anything on the pitch really, other than what he's doing with his playing. So, um, yeah, I think he's probably said something a lot worse though. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I, it was just I, I was laughing because everyone was like, oh, that's all he said. I don't know. Come on. Are you that naive to believe that's what he actually said? Like, are we getting the lip readers out here or something? I don't know. Is this circa like mid two thousands? You know what Zidane said or what Matarati said? Yeah, I'm thinking about Akella <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, we move on from that. Obviously, Del Piero and Sky ask he is after the game. Uh, what quality would you like to have from your dad? Um, I guess a lot of the '90s heads were uh, were kind of smiling at this point, but. I'd like to have a similar shot. He had an incredible ability to shoot left and right. And uh, what a game from Keza. Um, said yeah. some other uh, great things. I'm very happy. In training, I tried this on crosses. Obviously, he was benching to the, to the, to the goal. Um, and we almost always try it. The coach wants us to score and create opportunities. Modern football requires men into the opposing area. Now, again, there was kind of, I don't know if there was a misconception or, or whatnot, but Across, you know, on the ground, kind of out, just outside of the box, I find is way different than, you know, the typical Allegri put it, you know, where everybody's waiting for it and it, it gets put out to the wing and, and then, okay, he's going to cross it. You know, the percentages drop quite heavily of scoring because you're, you're crowding the box and it's got to be perfect, uh, which we saw with one of the goals. Obviously, today it was a very good take and obviously a nice cross by Alexandro. But that's kind of what we have to do. Those off the, you know, off to the races and at pace, putting the ball over to someone in the middle that's that's free. Uh, that's what we need. And um, yeah, that's that, that's what I think is going to obviously with work through the middle as well, whether it be uh, build ups, one twos, it just seems to work way better. And it's been not and in this game, it really shows what's working and what's not. So I hope mm -hmm. we really don't get back into something where uh, we get into this, uh, okay, let's just try and cross the ball game. Now, we'll talk about Dinamo Kiev and, and what they really brought kind of once we talk about the whole game as a whole, but it's it's not going we, to we, – that's just shown over multiple games now. We can't go in that direction, and when we do, I think we're going to struggle. So 
let's see what happens against uh, Torino, but that's for a little bit later in the show. Let's get into this one. Um, Demiral out for at least 10 days. Um, he's possibly going to, he's going to miss the game against Torino and, and Barcelona. It's going to be difficult for him to, uh, to get back against Genoa. Some, t- some people were saying, yes, he could. We got to stop rushing this. Um, Chiellini also hurt uh, right before this, which we also got to get into that. So let's talk about Demiral. Obviously, it was during the game, but what to the moment when it happened. But what are you thinking about these, these, these typical, uh, you know, this one's a thigh injury. They're going to reassess in 10 days. So when you're hearing these 10 days, don't think that he's, it's 10 days and he's healed. Yeah. He's obviously going to recover. He's going to get his treatment in 10 days. Then they'll check how he's doing. They'll see if he can reintegrate to the team and we'll go from there. But what are your thoughts obviously on the, on the injuries? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think first and foremost, don't rush him back on. I mean, um, we have the lick back. We have Benucci, um, yeah, I'm definitely worried that he might be an injury-prone player after last year and now this injury now. Um, but I think that's a little preemptive just because he's so young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's important just to really take the time he needs because we can play with just two center backs right now um, if we need to. I prefer three at the back. Um, but I think that, yeah, I mean, Delic can hold it down. And Benucci, honestly, I think has been past couple of weeks, I don't think he's been as bad as he was earlier this season. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable about him. And with Delic back, I mean, we have that extra coverage. Uh, so I'm feeling more confident about the defense. And Demiral is my preferred second starting center back, but he'll sub Danilo and he's in pretty good form right now, surprisingly. Yeah. I really didn't uh, like him last year, but this year he's really growing on me. I think he's really uh, coming into his own at Juve. Yeah, I got to agree with that. I was not, I was not really in favor of him coming in. And I really hated that deal at the beginning. Now it's kind of working its way on me. Um, but yeah, no, it's really it's really getting annoying. Um, Demiral, this is, I think, what, the second time that he's now has a nagging injury within a few, within a month at least, I think. Um, so there's that. I know we got these situations, international football and, and COVID times and, you know, a quick turnaround from last season. But... The Chiellini one really pisses me off um, because not necessarily because of the injury, just the way of the reporting. And I thought Romeo Gresti, to be honest, um, was very, I thought it was inappropriate. Uh, I think Mm. a guy that was on the mend that wasn't fully recovered, I would say. And then now all of a sudden seems to be, you know, it was seemed to be pushing it a little bit further to get in the lineup. And then, oh, he's injured again. I don't know. I, I think I don't think you can call that a, a another injury. I think he was already injured, and it reneged. So I don't know. Um, I, I still think Kilini is is tops. Um, I don't think you can get that experience from anywhere else. Um, and again, the way if you want to play with this three at the back kind of um, formation. Obviously, thankfully we have Danilo and. Alexandro's back and doing really well. I was kind of scared for him as well when he was getting pushed to go right away. That was another worry I I had, but um, let's hope this isn't a big thing that's going to start dropping players um, because it seems like we're kind of moving everyone back in uh, besides Dybala being on form. I think you could say there's a lot of players kind of moving back into place and and getting time. Uh, Maybe not their best, but 
they're putting in minutes. You know, you look at the likes of Bernardeschi and and we'll talk about Kulusevski at the, the end if we can. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion with him that I think is unwarranted. But um, it was nice to see the kid, uh, Radu Dragusin. So it looks like we're going to be uh, renegotiating or renewing his contract. Sorry. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, if, it, if it takes as long as the balance, who knows? It might be a year and a half. If not, <laughs> it'll be by the end of 2020. So who knows? Um, yeah, Dragusin's a beast, man. I can't wait to see him uh, get some more game time. He's like 6'4 or something. He's terrifying. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, and it's good to get the experience. I was, ha- mm-hmm. I was shocked, but I was... I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, you could say, with Demiral obviously going off, uh, he gets the, the time to come in. Um, but, yeah, it was that was really nice to see. Uh, it's really cha- a nice change from the past. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's awesome. Momblano on Juventus. Uh, Bernardeschi is open to leaving Juventus. That's the only thing that I would agree that I am happy to hear coming out of Momblano's mouth. And... <laughs> Yeah, that's just it. Uh, that's the news, guys. So let me know your thoughts in the comments, what you thought of what we had to say. Not a huge me- kind of media, you know, not, not a lot of news, but a decent amount. So let me know what you guys have to think, your thoughts, what you agree with, what you did disagree with. And drop a like, drop a subscribe. It really helps me out, motivates me, and uh, keeps growing this big family that we have. So um, keep it up, and uh, let's get into the match. Uh Obviously, the formation wasn't necessarily too different from what what we've seen. I think they reported it in, in a weird way. At least Gazetta did at the beginning. Uh, three four one two coming into a four four two in def- in defensive uh, formation. Obviously, in possession three four one two. So obviously, Tech in goal: Demiral, Bonucci, Delict, Alexandro, McKenney, Bentancourt, Chiesa, Ramsey was kind of like that left mid slash, uh, you know, attacking mid, uh, depending on where we were. Ronaldo and Morata up top. Kiev was in a 4-3-3, or if you're uh, the score app, which told me it was a 4-1-4-1. I don't know what, I don't know which one to take. I'm not a Kiev, a Dinamo Kiev fan. So as far as I know, um, they had Bushkan and goal, Mikalenko, Popov. Zabarny and Kedzioza as your defensive line. Uh, Shaparenko, Sidorchuk, and Shepelev as your mid. And Rodriguez, Verbich, and Tsigankov, who was supposed to be or who was their most prolific uh, threat, knowing that he's been uh, scoring, at least in Champions League, or their biggest goal scorer in Champions League uh, for Dinamo Kiev. Um, any kind of thoughts on the formation? Were you surprised? Kind of, you know, status quo. I didn't see Dybala coming in this, obviously. Now that yeah. uh, Morata got the red card, but what are your thoughts, Mason? Um, I was really happy to see McKenny start, uh, first and foremost. And um, I was excited to see Chiesa out on the right. Um, I thought he did really wonderfully. Um, well, we'll get into that later. But it's just on the formation, yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was great to see Chiesa on the right. I thought it could, you know, potentially open up uh, more crossing and cutting in, and that's exactly yeah. what happens. Um, and it was cool to see Benton Core. I mean, I, I, I know he's been kind of suffering a dip in form recently, but it was nice to see him get some minutes. Um, yeah, and it was great to have Alexandra back too. Yeah, don't hold back on the Chiesa comment. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Bentigor had a really, really great game today. McKenney, I thought it was good, but I don't know. I thought a lot of people were praising. And when I rewatched the game, I think he had a good game, but I wouldn't say he had a, a great game. Uh, he was getting involved. 
He was in the one twos. Um, he was kind of sitting back as, as well, helping out defensively as well. But I don't think it was, you know, it's tough to say. We had a great, we had a great game as a whole. So to pick like, okay, who's, who was better than who? I think it was a good game out of him. Um, but I thought he got all, he was getting a lot of praise uh, on Twitter. So that's why I wanted to distinguish between kind of how I thought and what kind of the general opinion was. Again, Alexander, I agree. Um, what a game. I thought he had a fantastic game. I'm probably maybe hype gassing him up way too much, hyping him up way too much. <laughs> but I thought he had a fucking good game and he proved all the haters wrong. And I would I would have died on that horse or uh, on that hill. And he was, he's paying me back in spades. So that's why I'm getting his jersey whenever, uh, whatever the hell I get money out, out of this freaking <laughs> pandemic. But um, yeah, no, definitely what a game. Um, and, and we'll get into some, some stats. A uh, little bit different. It seemed that in the, the Benfrento game, um, we had a lot more possession than what it seemed like uh, we had in this game. Uh, 53 to 47, which was strange to me. I know towards the end they were they were picking it up and holding the ball, so they got more time, uh, as well as certain situations throughout this game. But I thought we were definitely going to be upwards of 60. Uh, was pleasantly surprised. Uh, 17 shots on goal for us, or so, shots in total. Seven for Dino Mokiev. I always mess that up. Seven on goal for us and three for Dino Mokiev. Um, shot uh, passes came down. Uh, usually we're up in the 700s. Uh, but we only had 609. I'm assuming that's because we had obviously a little bit less of possession than we usually do. So it just would make sense. That's the number in 542 for Dinamo Kiev. Uh, 88% for both us and Kiev uh, in pass success rate. So again, two teams that were uh, definitely up there in passing. But I just thought Kiev, just as a you know preliminary statement, uh, Dinamo Kiev just didn't seem like they had any bite uh, mm -hmm. at all. And not to take away from our game, but I think as we get into these minute-by-minute minute, uh, play, I was surprised. Um, and I think that's a, a lot of the time when there is a team that UV comes – not to take – like, again, I'm not trying to take away from this win. Don't read into that. But I'm just saying, not to be a negative Nancy, but it they were very – calm to sit back I would say in the first half and it did change in the second half but um yeah it's uh it really surprised me were you, were you kind of confused about that as well Mason yeah they were playing like they were up at certain points like they were kind of just uh hanging back yeah. I thought uh, Michelenko I think his name is had a great game though yeah. I thought um, I was really impressed by him um and his efforts just on the flank um yeah it was really I mean they played like kind of they I mean, like they didn't have anything to gain from it, uh, yeah. which I, I guess at the time they were already out of the uh, next stage, right? Um, uh, yeah. So they, the, yeah. so again, they're they're out of obviously going to the next round of Champions League, but I mean, still to go into to Europe, I thought like when I when I when I was in my uh, when I did my morning video or after work video, um, Cafe Alla Juventinita, I said that they still had something to play for in Europa League. So I yeah. thought for sure they would have given something because, you know, you know, these teams that are you know still pushing. I mean, uh, Ukrainian teams, I can't remember the team that beat Napoli, uh, Dnipro, I think <clears> it was, <throat> to go to the final. You know, Ukrainian teams, you know, that's what you're going for, Europa League. Like, if obviously, if you're out of champions, you still want to go for some trophies. But, yeah, no, very, very strange. And, yeah, I agree with you, Mikolenko. 
um, him and Chiesa were kind of uh, battling there, kind of on the uh, the right side. Um, so it, it, it was good to see. Uh, Bentoncourt obviously was a Regista 4-4-2 defense, like I said, 3-5-2 in possession or 3-4-1-2, uh, depending on what the movement was and who was kind of moving around up top. Um, right in the second minute, we get a first shot off by Ronaldo wide, but it was good to see that, you know, we were coming forward and, and pushing, holding possession. It, it did feel kind of slow about five minutes in. Like even us, we had the ball, but it wasn't, you know, fast tempo or anything. We were kind of making moves and, and moving the ball around. Um, Alexandro making runs. I thought it couldn't be done uh, from all these people that were hating and saying that we got to get rid of them. I don't know what you guys want. Like we talked about it before uh, or in the, the, the podcast previously that you guys will hear. Um, we talked about, you know, how difficult it is to get fullbacks and how, much, how costly they are. And that's another reason why I just I couldn't see us getting rid of this guy. He was too sharp, defensively sharp. Uh, and even today, you just show what he can do on the offensive end. And that's kind of what I wanted to see out of out of Cuadrado. But that's obviously what we're not getting on the right hand side. Um, and Chiesa, although he was sharp offensively, like I said, Kiev not being um, too pressuring or they're not they weren't pressuring us. They weren't uh, pressing that hard it didn't seem like he had that much of a field day to go, you know, obviously having to come back very difficultly and, and facing much of a, of a challenge. So it was nice to see, but again, once we face a team that'll do that to us, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Right. Uh, especially with Chiesa being on, on that right-hand side. So we'll see. I mean, Hey, good, good game so far, but uh, definitely some learning points. Uh, and Al, I hope is biting his words. I eat, he threw out a tweet. Yeah, well, you know, uh, under twenty-three. Come on, that's that's a total. Uh, that's a cool little dumb comment. I'm not afraid to say that. Trash comment, and uh, he knows he's wrong. And uh, I'm I I've eaten crow lots of times. It's time for Al to start eating crow on that one. But um, yeah, uh, unreal tackle from Bentecour. A little uh, kind of scared the crap out of me because if you would have went through on that one, which which did happen in the 10th minute, uh, mind you. Um, but we saw some great link-up play. Ramsey, McKenney, Ramsey, and Chiesa uh, shot just wide. And we saw a lot of that in this game. Um, but then again, like I said, Bentico, a risky tackle. Early yellow, 10th minute. I'm like, dude, relax. We're 10 minutes yeah. into this freaking game. I was a little disappointed by his performance. Um, I didn't think he played bad, but I just I felt like he was like kind of struggling to get involved. Um, and I think that he has a much higher ceiling than Rabio, so I yeah. I really want to see him um, in the starting eleven. But I think that uh, he just hasn't got enough game time. Um, yeah. But I think that once he gets back, he'll be a he'll be a threat because he was he was definitely our best midfielder last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought we we had a lot of great crossing. Um, Chiesa had a nice cross in with a McKenny header on goal mm-hmm. and a bounce off the post. Um, so that was pretty nice to see. Um, Kiesa had a nice cut in and shot, got us a corner. Um, and then Morato with a flick on off of that corner was bobbled by the keeper, and Ronaldo just couldn't get enough um, to put that in. And I'm not criticizing, relax. Um, <laughs> I just want to put that out there because there's going to be a couple other moments you guys are going to be happy with what I'm going to say, but it is what it is. I'm fair, okay? I'm fair. Um, McKenny, mistake. And gives us a corner in 19th minute. So that's why, like I said, 
there was a couple things to improve on, but generally it was good. Uh, but in the 21st minute, Morata with a nice, nice run, a uh, ball over the top and uh, laid it off to Alexandro. Alexandro cuts in um, and, or sorry, Alexandro gets the ball, crosses it in and Chiesa with a beautiful uh, header uh, bounce off the turf into the corner there. So great for great first goal for Juve. And um, it was funny because after this goal, and I'll, I'll, I'll take your thoughts on the goal, but after this goal, we actually pushed for once. <laughs> it yeah. seems like, I don't know, Juve, it's like every like, good opportunity or, go, or a goal and the other team is pressing the other way. Now, I don't know if it's just different types of teams and maybe, like I said, Kiev was sitting with sitting back two lakhs a days ago. But yeah, we actually pushed that circle, which was really nice to see. But what were your thoughts on the, on the Kiev's first goal? Yeah, I think that was a beautiful first goal. Um, and I thought that, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I didn't expect it to come from a header from him, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not a particularly tall guy. I think he's only like five yeah. nine or something, but he got up there and uh, yeah, and it was really well, well worked by Alexandro. Um, he uh, he had some great, some great runs. Um, and I don't think of him as particularly attacking uh, player usually, but he yeah. was, yeah, he was great. Um, but yeah, and after the goal, I was really happy to see um, because that's sort of the story as old as time for the past couple of seasons, just we get a goal and yeah. we just kind of like stop playing basically. And uh, yeah, it's getting really it's hard ridiculous. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyways, 30th minute, um, Demidal with a nice cross field ball um, to Sandro. And um, he goes, he cuts in and he leaves the ball to Ronaldo and he puts it right off the bar. And I was like, oh, you got to Like, that's when you got to score guys. Like Ronaldo fans, you cannot, you cannot, get mad at me for this one you gotta score that goal um <laughs> it didn't matter in the end but fuck what man like just perfect perfect opportunity and it was almost like he put it right in the 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 corner there um the way it bounced off so anyways we move on uh 35th there was a key uh dinamo kiev penalty shout between obviously uh i can't remember which dinamo kiev player but it was obviously bonucci for us I don't know. I didn't think there was enough there. I know Bonucci gets on top of him, but, you know, they were kind of both grabbing. He had his arms behind him. They both had their arms on each other, and he kind of just fell back. So, you know, I, I give it to the ref for actually, you know, erring on the side of caution and giving the benefit of the doubt for the defender because, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. So I thought it was a good call, non-call. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot worse that could have been uh, called on that kind of stuff. And like I said, he was leaning back. Both arms were traped. Uh, so not a big deal. 38th minute. Um, this is kind of where they started coming on, Dinamo Kiev. So about 40 minutes in, uh, Juve sitting back and taking some pressure. I don't know if they got tired or whatnot, but I definitely saw them, you know, taking a step off, uh, foot off the gas. Um, 39th minute, again, Ronaldo, he had a really selfish run there um, that he could have crossed it in and basically ends in, ends in the touchline and, and we get nothing out of that, especially you know, this was pretty critical at the end of the first half because we're only up one nothing. We're sitting back, which reminded me a little. I'm like, oh, everyone was happy about the game, but I'm like, this doesn't doesn't feel good. Um, it's like it feels like a previous game, and that half comes in the 41st minute with a colossal error from Delict, and he misses the header completely. I don't know if he just jumped. He didn't time it correctly. Um, Bonucci soft coverage as well, and just the Dinamo Kiev chests it down perfectly to his own guy, wide open. 
and thank God for Tech in a couple moments in this game, but especially in this one because that's the 1-1 right there. You know, yeah, that's that was the match really opener. Well, that right? was a really well-worked play by them, um, and Tech totally bailed us out. I mean, he's uh, – He's you you don't you don't often notice him between the sticks yeah. just because he's uh but yeah that was a moment where I was like wow he is he is really good you know um, yeah exactly and again you don't see too many mistakes in him I, I know I mentioned one before in a in another video but again you got to get if you're gonna go jump for that for that incoming ball you gotta you gotta clear that out because then if it does land or if it bounces the wrong way then you know we're we're, we're with our hands uh, tied behind our back. So unfortunately, that doesn't happen. We get to halftime, one nothing, and um, yeah, we we're, we start balling again in the second half. Um, Alexandro, I said balling on both ends. I wrote in my notes, literally <laughs> making runs, making a great stop. Um, Demid out with an unconventional giveaway of a corner. There was a couple little blips that happened during this game, which were weird to see uh, from some of the midfielders, attackers, you name it. Um, but again, 47, nice pressure from Ronaldo, um, and Cole, uh, to win the ball back. He wins the ball back. Nothing really comes out of it, but it was good to kind of see that everyone is understanding the pressing mentality. Um, and again, we got a turnover because of that 51st after waking up from sitting back, um, nice build up play from, uh, Chiesa and, uh, unfortunately Bentecourt's shot gets blocked. Uh, again, 53rd Tech with a save off of the cross. Multiple, player, multiple players were open um, on that, and they all they had to do was really hit the ball. So, again, another kind of saving our ass up, again, at, at just 1-0. So, but, again, it seemed like what the theme was, we bent, we would like to kind of like the Patriots mantra was at the of years past, you know, bend but don't break. We were bending quite a bit at a couple moments. But, again, the 2 nothing goal was around the corner. Um, we've seen, you know, great run by Morata over to Ronaldo um, and a great shot saved. I believe it was just outside of the box. Uh, and, you know, 56th, actually what I was wrong in saying is not necessarily the whole team was woke up at, at the halftime, but um, at that 56th minute, we definitely did. There was a couple good good things coming from, like I said, Alexandro. Um, but... Uh, besides that, we were kind of asleep until that 56 minutes. And and then we started building. Then the engine turned on and, and things were going. Um, 57th minute, nice build-up play. Uh, over to Chiesa, uh, across into Morata, off the keeper. So, again, from the right-hand side, he's running down uh, with speed. And it was just a perfect low cross that – was it, it, until you saw the replay, you were kind of like, what, what the hell happened? Um, so basically he crosses in, it hits the keeper, hits Morata, and then bounces out perfectly for Ronaldo <laughs> to clean it up. And uh, you can't say that he doesn't score toppings. He scores goals. I mean, again, good. You got to finish him, right? So 2 nothing Juve, and it's nice to see. Um, and then it's kind of a changing of the guard. Obviously, Bonucci comes off to get some rest in the 62nd. Um, I kind of knew once we were up 2-0 and knowing the fact that Dybala was probably going to have to start against uh, Torino and the Derby as well as probably the next game um, in Gen against Genoa and Morata will probably take Champions League duty to pay, uh, unless 
you know, something out of the ordinary happens. I think um, that's why Dybala didn't come on at this moment, because I thought maybe you give him a little bit of a run out to get his legs going for, for the weekend, but that's just the way, uh, the way the, the subs happened. Um, and Ramsey, I thought was, I didn't think he, he knew his place. He, he, he didn't mix it up in a couple, you know, of the instances uh, in the first and uh, part of the second half, but I thought he was kind of uh, unknown uh, a little bit in, in yeah. the midfield. I don't know if you agree yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like he, um, he, uh, he seems to like, I wrote about this before, but sometimes it feels like he, he thinks that he should be scoring goals yeah. and, um, He's definitely capable of that, but um, he's not the preferred option, really. And uh, like uh, when him and Dybala play together, I feel like he's kind of in Dybala's quarter. But um, yeah, I just I feel like he's just been hot and cold. And uh, I feel like yeah, against Kiev, he was just kind of yeah, it's just too inconsistent right now for me. Yeah, and it's weird to see, and it's weird you said that too because when Morata's on and, and Ronaldo's on, you don't see those mids. They do make runs, but you don't see them as as much occupying that that space, mm-hmm. um, which seems really weird to me. Um, and Pirlo said that it's, it's tactically, you know, he's telling Dybala where to go. So I don't know. It's just a really weird situation. I don't know why Dybala kind of strays away from there. But that's a different issue, and we won't get a, too much into that now, maybe in the questions. Um, but anyway, 63rd, Bentecourt gives a ball out of reach. But Demidal extends to get it, and that's where his, his injury essentially comes from. Kind of a little bit of an overextension, um, and he grabs his thigh. You can see him, and you're kind of like, shit. And then, obviously, a little bit later, he gets subbed off, right? Um, but 65th great build sequence, McKenney run. Lucky ball deflects right to Chiesa. He keeps running, pushes it to Morata, and he kind of fakes it. In the, he fakes the defender. Cuts to the right and just slots it home. Perfect goal. Um, and yeah, again, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful build up. Uh, your thoughts on the three nothing kind of to seal it? Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, it was just something that I think personally I needed. I think a lot of fans, judging by Twitter, just we needed something good. I mean, it's been it's been really hard the past couple of weeks. Uh, the Benevento, I was yeah. personally really upset by that. So yeah, I mean, we, that's Me we should have we should have won three <laughs> zero. So. <laughs> It was, uh, it was like, yeah, it was just comfortable, which uh, yeah. it hasn't been in a while. Yeah, that is, that is, that is true. That is true. And then, um, oh, and, and, and anyone saying, you know, now that we know the score, anyone bugging me about my 2 nothing, you know, prediction, <laughs> oh, don't play clean sheets. Well, the joke's on you because we can hold yeah. a fucking clean sheet. Barring save, <laughs> uh, Tech saved our ass a few times. But, yeah, clean sheet, boys. Albert, that's di- directly directed at you <laughs> but anyways we'll be seeing i'll be seeing him on the weekend uh obviously with la panquina and the derby so guys check it out that'll be that's gonna be awesome uh once they get that video out of our live reactions and the derby what can you say uh it, it, it means a lot it really does um 69th minute dragusen obviously what a beast comes on get some minutes i really love to see this um and again, maybe fortunate enough that Demidal, or obviously unfortunately, but um, Demidal gets injured, so we have to bring someone on. And, and who are we going to bring on is, is this young stud. So great to see. Um, 71st minute, obviously, with a nice cross in. 
Uh, Bernardeschi just heads it over. Uh, and it was nice to see him come on and put some minutes, put some work in. Uh, 73rd, nice buildup. Uh, Ronaldo ends up with the ball, holds on too long. Again, kind of a similar situation. I don't know. He gets a little bit too excited some moments, uh, I noticed. And, you know, he just – he wants to try and do a little bit too much where he's doing some stepovers and, you know, he just – and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, I don't have anyone to pass to now and either we turn it over or it goes out to touch or whatever. So a little bit of improvement can be done on that. Um, but, again, we're up 3 nothing. so who gives a shit? Um 75th minute, Kulusevski on for Chiesa and Artur on for Bentegur. Like I said, now it's kind of like wholesale changes because, you know, we're up 3 nothing, and might as well get some players who are probably going to start on the weekend uh, some some minutes. And um, I thought there was a little bit too much of a – too harsh of a criticism of, of Kulusevski. Um, what are your thoughts about him obviously coming on? But I don't know. I, th- I think these 15-minute these little – little jaunts that they get to perform uh, on. I think when he's come on as a starter, he's been really well, barring some games where maybe he's on the left side or, you know, change the position. But I thought he's, yeah. I thought he's, I think a lot of people are really dragging on the kid for, for no reason. Uh, when he's put in some really solid efforts, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think he definitely was, uh, he was sluggish, but I think that when he starts, I think he takes 15, 20 minutes to really get yeah. going. He's I not agree. a, he's not a super sub. Um, he's not Douglas Costa, um, I and I think, yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's got a very intelligent tactical brain, and I think that, uh, yeah, slotting him in at the end, it's just like, what, what can he do? I mean, he's, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he needs to be around for about a half hour before he really gets to, you know, be able Feel to make, work some magic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Seventy-six minute ball cross field to Sandro uh, again. We had some great kind of crossing. Uh, uh, crossing in the, the whole game, whether it's cross field or uh, a couple onto Morata with a run. Um, nice ball saved uh, and a really great chance. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it was really nice to see that right now, to be honest, uh, when we mm-hmm. usually don't get it. Um, 79th minute still attacking, which was nice to see because um, I was surprised we didn't, we didn't sit back that early. Um, and we had a variety of buildups and chances. I'm not going to go through all, through all of them. Uh, not, not, one thing to note, obviously, Bernardeschi slotted into the left. Kulusevski was on the right. Artur played the kind of the regista and was sitting back. And I think there's a, a big question that will answer um, thoughts about Pjanic, but we'll leave that for a little bit later. Obviously, Dragusin left CB. Danilo on to the right and Delict in the middle. Um, but again... Uh, Dinamo Kiev did pick it up at the end and they were they were taking their chances then um, kind of nothing to lose at that at that point and, and we were happy to sit back and Tech made some pretty big saves uh, in those moments as well so um, yeah that pretty much wraps up the game but um, I think overall really good to see again lots of improvement like every other game um, I think a lot of people or they'll say oh you think there's still no, no I think every every as a human business person, you know, um, team, whatever, there's always going to be improvements that you can continually make to make yourself better. Uh, I think you should never settle uh, with yourself. There's always something that you could have done better or changed. And I think same with this team, but it was really good to see. Like I said, it, it was really good to see after Benevento. Um, and let's try and ra- ra- rack a few of these up. Consistent performances. 
uh, one after the other and not, okay, here's one. And then, okay, we'll do another one a couple of games later. Let's continue on with this and keep pushing this. Um, but your final thoughts on the match? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you said it really well. It's consistency is the key. Um, that's how we should be playing. I mean, yeah. we should be beating Dinamo uh, Kev uh, 3-0. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think we're entering into this period where um, I I know it's like it's it's really it's really harsh to be or it's it's hard to be critical of Pirlo because of the situation he was put in. But um, yeah, I mean, we have two really important games coming up. Yeah. Um, we can't drop any more points in the league. So this that was the final game uh, of like okay, like you know half pressure. Like now it's getting real. And so yeah, I think boy. that that was a great way to end that period of time. And if we can play like that consistently, then I mean we're gonna be good. But um, yeah, I mean it was it was just really refreshing and uh, it was yeah. fun to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean it was just it was great. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, I think even even in the next these next couple of weeks, even if we do win, I mean, look, December's huge, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's not gonna lay up. The rest of the season's not gonna stop. Uh, we're not gonna get breaks. We just gotta keep moving. And then Kopitai is going to kick in and, and, and all these things, right? So uh, definitely we got to just keep putting good performances and, and we'll get there. We'll just not look at the standings, but I mean, it's, it's definitely within reach. There's, there's, no, there's no qualms about that. Uh, let's get three up, three down. Um, if you have to say your three kind of, you know, the worst of the bunch of uh, this good game, who kind of would you go, uh, who would you look to? Uh, worst of the bunch. Um, I can go yes. my I can go my three if you want first, and then maybe give you a little bit more time before I just throw it on you there. No, I can go now. I think if I need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think three worst would be um, Bentancourt, not because he was bad, but just because he yeah. was. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't stand out to me. Um, then I think out of the subs, I think. Um, I think Ramsey, I think he was okay. I mean, I, I, I really, yeah. I, I hope for more for him. And um, then I, I want to say, um, I'm trying to think of the back. Nobody was really disappointing. Uh, well, that, yeah, that's the thing, right? That third one was kind of tough for me. I almost went McKenny because yeah. I didn't think, I didn't see, I saw some, but there was a couple of mistakes. Uh, and then again, it's really hard to discern between, you know, when you've had a really good performance who's your three worst. So again, again, mm -hmm. don't take this like, Oh, he thinks they were shit. No, I, I think they were just on the lower. And I would agree with Benton core as well. Um, but my third was kind of the defense as a whole, some kind of key mistakes. The one with the defense, the one with the chance they almost had that tech bailed us out. That could have really cost us. Um, Demiral had a couple net, a uh, couple things here and there. Um, Bonucci again a little soft on the coverage so again just to pick something uh, that that's kind of my that was my uh, thought process on that um, and if you don't have a third one it's not a it's not a big deal yeah I, mean, I, I would say uh, Delic just because of that one error but uh, aside from that I think he was the best defender on the pitch so yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely definitely yeah. Um, three up for me I'm gonna go Chiesa I'm going to go Alexandro, obviously, that's no surprise. And I think Tech deserves an award. Uh, you know, you can give it to Ronaldo. You can give it to Morata for scoring the goals. But I'm going to go with Tech. They're a huge, huge save that really kept us from being in the lead and, and not uh, giving any motivation or any satisfaction to the other team after they had really played 
a really poor half. So um, yeah, especially at the, the the waning moments of the first half. So those are my three uh, losses. How about yours? Uh, yeah, definitely Chiesa. Um, yeah, Tech. I, I think yeah, Tech really uh, stood out to me, and then. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree, Sandro. I mean, he was great. I, I, I would put Murata in, but I think Sandro deserves it just because uh, coming back on this form is really great. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I really hope we can keep this up. It's and keep the injuries down, and yeah, like it, it'd be sweet. Uh, let's get into the post-match comments. Obviously, uh, with Pirlo, uh, he said some pretty, you know, crucial things, but uh, pretty standard, I think, as always. Um, you can't always have the ball. You sometimes have to suffer. You play in the UCL against strong teams. I'm satisfied with the boys' game. Um, we don't have to just set, which was nice to hear. This next line is nice to hear. We don't have to settle for just playing, even though we were already qualified. Tonight, we needed to play like a team. And I really agree with that, uh, especially after that garbage performance. Um, it was nice to see a, a comeback and uh, all of us kind of get band together and, and put a game together. Um, against the next game against Barcelona, he says he feels ready for the match. Concentration is at its maximum. First, there's the derby to win, and we concentrate on that first, though. Um, but yeah, again, I think uh, it's doable. Um, we got to just go leave it out there on the road, and we'll see what happens. And then for for Morata, we wanted Morata back at all costs. His mentality changed. Um, I agree. Uh, I think he was like, he's been now proven to be such a vital piece. And um, yeah, let's. Uh, Let's see. Who knows? Maybe he'll be going for the golden boot yeah. <laughs> at the end of the way his form is now. But uh, crazy. If you told me that three months ago, I would have, I would have like blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, obviously, Bonucci with a couple words. Good game. Uh, the goal was to win, and now go to Barcelona to have a great game. We needed it for confidence and self-esteem even for the many young players in Barcelona, it won't be easy, but let's go there to have a great game with good experience. Um, we must improve. There's a path of growth. Uh, the minimum objectives passed around and we have done so. We know we have to, oh, holy shit. He says the same thing. Such a typical sports player. Um, there's an evolution taking place in the way we play and it takes time, but we're on the right track. Um, what else? Uh, all the big teams are struggling a bit. That's no excuse. We have to work and achieve our goals. Again, typical player talk. But he did say something about Ronaldo. It seems like after every game, we're celebrating a new Ronaldo record, which, yeah, it's it's true. He, he's up there, um, and, and hopefully we can break a lot more and break some Juve records and stuff like that as well. Get that Champions League trophy, that's for sure. Um, Morata, obviously another victory is an important win. In the end, we missed a few details that led us to draw games or concede goals. We just need to pay more attention, and things will come good. Young players, nobody's born ready to face all the challenges that arise. It's normal. There are many new players. You have to adapt, and there's no time to do it here. Unfortunately, I can't play in the city. Yeah, I apologize to the referee for what he understood. It was never my intention. It may be that I didn't understand the meaning of the word embarrassing. I meant the penalty. Oh, it's just, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help myself but laugh because it's just like the kid that gets caught. But, I mean, it is what it is. I... Uh, I think the team is talented enough to handle what's ahead. Um, so, unfortunately, we are going to miss them in those games, but we definitely have the squad that should be able to take care of Torino and Genoa. Um, your thoughts on the, kind of the, the post-game presser uh, from the from our boys and the coach? Yeah, I mean, it's good to hear them all um, 
it definitely yeah i mean it's it's total player talk it's it's so like big but uh i think that they i, I detect hints that they actually believe what they're saying that they really do believe yeah. there's a mission and uh yeah i mean sorry was so awful with the press so it's nice to hear pierlo uh, come out and uh you know say what's on his mind uh you know it might be a little fluff but uh yeah it was, it's good <laughs> i'm glad to hear they're all like feeling um like they're they're working towards something because we need that green to you know um, yeah yeah for sure and um we're getting towards my favorite part of the show barring obviously having you on the podcast uh mason it's been a pleasure um but guys if you made it here which i hope you did i hope you're watching these videos first of all but i hope you made it here please drop a comment let us know drop a like drop a subscribe um and yeah like uh let us know what you're thinking so far you agree Ronaldo fans, get at me. I'm sure you will. Um, for something I said, I mean, whatever. Uh, 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 let's get into what's going to happen next. Obviously, with the Derby, Derby de la Mole, excuse me, with Juve and Torino. Obviously, Dybala is going to be back in the lineup out of uh, necessity. I really hope we can see, uh, see his true colors again. Now, kind of everybody's gelling, and it seems like a positive, you know, a positive vibe after this game. Um, I think Torino is going to be pushing. I think they're maybe not in the place that they want to be. And again, it's a derby. So anything can happen. Cards, you know, uh, tackle, bad tackles, some moments, some penalties. Who knows? Um, it's going to be a lit game. Fortunately, the fans are going to be there. That's the really unfortunate part, as always. But yeah, what are your thoughts uh, coming up? Uh, big game. Big game, and like I said, stay yeah. tuned for us, guys. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be posting uh, some uh, reactions there with La Fanquina. so definitely gonna be a lot of fun. With I believe Jay, yeah, James, Albert, and 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 Al are all gonna be on there. So I'll definitely vent my frustration. I'll definitely keep sticking the Alexandro argument out there. Uh, me and Albert, I'm sure we'll go back and forth about Milan because he picked Milan to be first, which they didn't show you in that first La Panquina that I was on. Great moment. I was. I'm not very happy about that. I gotta. I gotta voice my opinion. <laughs> Albert was laid out there to dry, and uh, we all had a good laugh, but it didn't make it. So I, I gotta. I gotta voice my opinion. But anyways, Mason, go ahead. Let us know what you yeah, thought. Yeah, it's stage. it's sad that the Derby won't have an audience. I'll I'll have to listen to you guys just to get the uh, the scrappiness. <laughs> well, it's not gonna be live, live. Unfortunately, I wish that would be awesome. But um, it'll definitely be, I think, posted the next day. So, oh, okay. unfortunately, yeah. we won't be live live. But anyways, put on some, uh, I'm, I'm sure the clown man probably has a great halftime show from what I've heard. So. <laughs> I'm honestly impressed that he, uh, he's able to do that. It's, <laughs> hey, it's a lot of work. <laughs> like, I said, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, once the live stream, once I figure out this, it's game over. With <laughs> Cafe Alla Juventinita. You've been to the top back to black and white podcast and live streams. We're going to the moon, as Dave Pornoy said, to the moon. So <laughs> stay tuned, stay tuned. But anyways, go ahead, boss. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I think the Derby Little Mall. It's um, uh, yeah. I mean, last year Dybala played really well, so I'm hoping this year he comes back for that. Yeah, good I think always. last year was the Palace, the Palace kits. If I'm yes, remembering correctly. yes, I think you're correct. Yeah. you're correct. And um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's the perfect vibe to go into it. I mean, um, I, I fully expect it will be Torino, but, um, you know, I mean, they definitely, uh, 
they're definitely going to give a good shot at it. Um, I think that Dybala hopefully will slot in better because of the, the positive energy. Um, it's not like we're, we're requiring him as much, you know, with Ronaldo back and um, yeah, hopefully Chiesa will get some minutes. I'm ex- I'm really excited. I mean, it's just, if we had lost against, um, against uh, Kiev, I would have felt a lot worse, but I think this is yeah. just going to be a fun game. Um, and uh, yeah, Barca is going to be tougher. So I'm, I'm just going to try and look forward to the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah the Derby's always a great game. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, take it one step at a time. Um, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of emotion. I think we're going to get a we're going to get some uh, we're going to get that Barca fan back on again. Uh, Ram. Yeah. So we'll get that. We'll get into we'll get into it again for one final time, potentially. I mean, I guess if we meet them in Champions League in, in the future, that's a possibility. But um, that'd be crazy. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be good. It's going to be good now. This is my favorite part. Why I say it's my favorite part. It's because all of you guys contributed. Like I asked, thank you guys. <laughs> I mean, it took one tweet. It took a retweet plus, you know, Mason helping me out. He's reposted something like that. And then it took a video today during my lunch break. So, yeah, I mean, third time's a charm. It works. But guys, thank you so much. I mean, it makes it so much easier. We get to talk. You guys have a lot of great questions. You guys think of things that maybe I forget or we don't t- we don't touch on, so it's good to hear. You guys are great, great fans, great, great friends, um, former guests even. And um, let's get right into it. Um, the first one from James Martino, the Stallion, my buddy. We'll see you on Saturday. Yeah. But saw both. He said saw both the three five two and the four four two look fantastic without DiBala with him starting versus Torino. Which does Pirlo go with? Well, I'll let you answer first. Um, I think, yeah, it's tough. With Dybala, I think 3-5-2, um, I think. I want to see that. I want to see, uh, yeah, I want to see him free to move forward more. I want to see more coverage in the midfield um, so he can get out of there, I think. Uh, yeah. And I think I think we play better. I think the tracking back uh, – when we're out of possession works uh, surprisingly well. So I just think it's more dynamic. It's more exciting. What about you? Yeah. I, I honestly don't see us changing from that, to be honest. Like there's another question that I'll, that I'll answer talking about obviously formations, but I think we're not going to see a difference either it be a three, four, one, two, which is essentially a three, five, two. Um, the four, four, two, defensively it doesn't essentially everyone shifts into place right like in this game you had alexandro shifted into the left back when needed and ramsey would go into the left mid spot when whenever we kind of we were pushed back so uh thanks for the question james but i i honestly don't see us changing uh, uh that much to be honest um and that's at jimmy underscore stallion by the way i definitely want to give you guys your your, your shout out and your so everyone can find your great takes um, obviously, at Joe underscore Cappuccino, obviously part of the Red Card Report, um, and uh, great podcast. Guys, definitely check it out. But he asks, opinions on Ramsey, not just from the game, but overall. Well, one thing I'll say to start, glass knees. I think everybody knows that. So, again, you got to worry about his, his fitness and if he's going to be able to stay. Um, but it just doesn't seem like he's been able to jive, um, maybe because he hasn't been fit and now kind of coming in. I don't know. I'm not really 100% sold on him being the, the Trecortista, uh, as we've seen in the past. 
I don't know. I just don't think it's the right role for him. I think he'd be better suited in kind of where McKenney uh, and either, you know, kind of keys and kind of running uh, into those, into those lanes. I think when he has to uh, be that kind of link between uh, the two, I, I don't know if it works. Well, you saw some good moments today, but I thought some moments where he did kind of get lost in the formation Maybe it was out of position or out of place, but uh, that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, what about what about you, Mason? Yeah, I just think he's far too inconsistent. I mean, when he's when he's on, he's he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just I don't really see where he, as far as like attacking midfielders, he is like, you know, in the center, he's the best option right now. Um, yeah. I think that we probably should have not jumped and bought him last season and waited for somebody more suited to our style. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate him. I don't roll my eyes anytime he comes on. I, he does produce some really exciting stuff, but yeah, it's just far too inconsistent for me to really yeah. feel comfortable when he gets the ball. Yeah. And hopefully he stays in form. Like I said, it's mm -hmm. hopefully it's not too many times where he's got to go out and, and then come back and reintegrate and stuff like that. So great question, Joe. I appreciate it. Um, Ayer, Ayer the, at Ayer the Regista. I mean, thanks, man, for gassing me up on, on I think it was YouTube. Um, but, yeah, I mean, thanks, man. I appreciate the love, the support. Um, well, yeah, hopefully we can get bigger. I mean, I'd wish I could wave my my wand and say, yeah, 1,000 subs and, and this and that, but it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, as long as we keep growing together, building together, we'll get there eventually. I mean, put in the work and – uh, like I, I say, you put in the work and you'll, uh, you'll get the rewards. So, uh, thank you for your question. Obviously is Dybala just in a rough, uh, patch for form or is it the beginning of the end? Um, what do you think? Uh, I'll let you answer this one, Mason. Um, yeah, I think, I feel like we ask ourselves that question at least once a season with Dybala. <laughs> um, I think, uh, my honest opinion is I think he's just, um, I think he is a player that gets out of form really easily. Uh, and I think that he's like a second half of the season player. And you could, there's like a legitimate argument that that makes him finish the Juve. Um, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't really agree with that. Uh, yeah, I think he's just in bad form. I mean, it's really, it's been, what, nine games, a month and a half. I, you know, it happens. Um, I think that, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, you can't, the way he was playing at the end of the season, I know he wasn't putting up like impressive numbers. I mean, he was 10 and 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, in a matter of three months, you don't lose that. He's just out of form. I mean, he's not toast. Um, I don't doubt that if it went somewhere else, he might be um, performing better. But I think that it's been the third year of transition or the, the second year in a row of transitions, the third year of a different style. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think he's just struggling to adapt. I think he'll be fine. Um, I, I hope that, if he, if he doesn't come back to form in, in December, I'm going to be start to be a little bit more worried, though, about um, him leaving. But I would agree with that. Um, I'd also have to say, in terms of contract-wise, I don't think we've solved that yet. And that's what worries me more. Mm -hmm. um, not just because of his form. It's just because we haven't solved this contract over a year and a half. Um so if we haven't gotten it done when he was playing well, um, and now, you know, he's not doing great. He's not on form, whether that's fatigue, injury, you know, not being comfortable. 
I think I think it's he's a you know he's a victim of of how we're playing. Um, I just don't think the three five two the way it's kind of deployed and kind of what Ronaldo needs um, is suited to his kind of game. Uh, again, you, it just shows so much when you get Morata on the field and just the link up. And I don't know. I'm really I'm really hoping for a turnaround. Um, but to say, hey, if a deal came up, would Juve, you know, exercise that right? I would not be shocked at all. Um, I still think there's a really, I would say, I would say 40% chance that he goes uh, just because of the way our financials look like. And he's going to be the guy that probably fetches the most amount of money, um, whether that be at the end of the season or something in January, who knows? Like you said, it depends on how, his form continues, but uh, not to talk like kind of in, in a negative way. I mean, I just, uh, I think the way, you know, we've, we've set up around him for, for over a couple times and the way the fan base has been, I don't know if we really deserve that kind of player. And, you know, whether that's true or not, that's my opinion. Uh, you guys can think what you guys want, but to me, you can't go three times where, you know, a coach is getting you. And like I said, Pirlo's admitted, he said, this is, we've talked about tactics. So I can't say he's deciding on his own to go back into the midfield. That's something that's talked about. So uh, Pirlo's got to do better to integrate. And again, the same criticism that Allegri got, Pirlo's going to have to get that same criticism. You got your two best players, um, obviously before Morata's form, really just talking about talent wise. Uh, you got to get those players to play together and even including Morata. So that needs to yeah, be worked. So, I mean, like realistically with Dybala, um, I don't think that there's, I don't think his, his value is probably, uh, it's probably dipping right now um, oh, yeah. or going to start dipping. But I mean, there's no, there's no club in Europe that's going to be able to pay um, a lot of money for a player like Dybala right now with COVID. And um, I don't yeah, know, I just think tough. it's tough. We might get a swap deal, um, but I just, yeah, I just think it would be a mistake to let him go in January. Um, I think we need to see if Ronaldo's going to stay, because if Ronaldo's out in um, at the end of the season. Well, yeah, there's, um, there's lots of variables, should, man. There's yeah, lots. yeah. I, yeah, I just, I think people are a little quick to jump the gun with Dybala. I, yeah, um, I would be, no, no, I agree. I would be shocked if it did happen in January, but I think if the club, if somebody fell on their lap that was enticing enough, I don't think they would. I don't think they would not go for it. Not saying that's what's going to happen. I think at the end of the year, there's about a forty percent chance of of uh, him going, sixty percent him staying, uh, because again, it, oh, because again, was, there's there's potential for you know Ronaldo re-upping and signing a two-year extension, and um, you know potentially a swap with Madrid or uh, you know Icardi's been rumored. Yeah, I just don't know what kind of class of player like would um like who who do, who would you um well I mean, I mean I'm not saying I would want it to happen I think you'd have to ask for a lot to be honest I don't know if Madrid mm-hmm. would be willing I think you'd have to throw Isco in there for sure I think you'd have to throw a young player in there for sure um and then um again it depends on uh the figures right it's tough, right, to see who they, who they would who they would give up, um, because obviously they're not going to want. They're going to say, "Well, this guy's not performing." It's a tough it's a tough argument, right? Um, but let's get into the next thing, Sayer. Appreciate it. Um, 
Z, obviously always uh, supporting, always showing love. So thank you, Z. Uh, at Lanostra underscore PD10. Um, why are you Ventus players, defenders, excuse me, always, oh, I would say players as well, always plagued with injuries? <laughs> Honestly, I could not give you an answer for this. I just think, well, one standard, we rush players back way too much. Why our system is not, you know, uh, J Medical historically has been uh, uh, the the residence for Kadira, the residence for Douglas Costa, uh, and and you name it. So again, it's just I think you got to be very cautious. And we've been in situations where we didn't need to put uh, certain players back in, like Chiellini against Ferencváros, but we did instead of trusting young players or guys that could fill in. So. I don't know. Uh, I just to me, my answer only answer would be rushing players back. Yeah, I think we might need a Ouija board to answer that. I mean, it's just <laughs> we've had the worst, the worst luck. Um, but yeah, I think I think also uh, the um, I don't know. Sometimes I I forget how many games um, the defenders actually end up playing. Like we rotate them far less, or at least yeah. did last year. Um, and yeah, there's like a pretty big game load this year. Um, so yeah i guess maybe it's just uh we do have plenty of center backs we just i think we just got really unlucky with all the coinciding injuries you know fair point fair point um at balamask i think 15 um who's going to be on the podcast uh in a couple weeks i think or in next week um but he says do you think pianic would have done better under pirlo in terms of creativity than artur or what's your thoughts on that one uh, mason that's a really good question it um, is yeah, man, I, yeah, I, uh, I think any any uh, midfielder in that role would do better under um, Pirlo. Um, so I think they're, I don't know. I mean, it, it's I, I really don't know what to make of Arthur yet. So I, I don't really feel 100% confident answering that. I know what Pianist was capable of was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that under Pirlo, he would have only gotten better. But um I mean, yeah, he was awful last season, though. Yeah. So I don't know if Pirlo could have pulled him back together for Juventus. The thing but, um, is, with 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 Artur being such a young player, I don't. I I honestly think it was more of just Pjanic just just aging, and I I, th- I think his legs kind of were were gone. I think in Barcelona he's kind of. I don't know if he's doing that much that much running. I don't really watch. Um, I'll really I'll ask Rami when he comes on, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if his legs were there, so I don't know if it would have made a difference. I think Artur is he's, he's good at keeping the ball, shielding the ball, making the proper decisions which way to go. And even I noticed in this game when he came on, even though he's given it back to the defender, he's moving to the right place. He's, uh, he, he's, he's passing side to side, but he's also moving forward. And he's also distributes north-south, so... I, I can't complain. Um, I think it's been a really good pickup. I, again... A uh, lot to improve and, and more performances to see, but uh, definitely, I, th- I think, I, I personally would say, I don't think it would matter that, that, that we have Pirlo. Um, BW underscore circled, which is obviously Nilesh. Um, bring back Mario, and I'm assuming he's saying Mario Mandzukic. I would if it was like the minimum, con- I don't know if there's a minimum contract in, in, in football, but like at a really like reduced rate as like your third guy or fourth guy yeah you could just have because why not i mean we give kadir six million so fuck it why not sprinkle a little extra money 
like a hundred thousand or something. <laughs> yeah, like one year yeah. contract, something or whatever, half a season left contract, and and say fuck it, why not? Eh? Um, <laughs> Uncle Drew, is it time for Kilini to hang up the boots? Uh, your thoughts, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, I wrote a piece about this a couple of weeks ago that uh, unfortunately, I think that his I don't think he should be playing very often if um I guess that's where I'm coming from I I think it's time for him to really consider retirement I don't think he needs to leave um right now I think that he can stay on as just a presence I really think we need him around yeah. as either a manager or as a player but um physically yeah I think I think he's um it's just he just he can't destroy himself for one more year you know yeah um I, it wouldn't be worth it and uh he's already said that he He's got his MBA in business administration, so he already wants to work with Juve. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough, but I think that, uh, yeah, I just don't want him to just be just fucked up forever, you know, in his knees. Yeah, and I just stuff. keep re keep re-injuring, yeah. keep re-injuring. Yeah, I, I think one, I still think it's a little early to be talking that because one, you look at the game against Fedeng Vados, was solid, was a rock. So I think there's still a lot to give, again, at a reduced number of games and i think mm -hmm. that's where the problem lies uh game management whatever you want to call it uh what do they call it with Kawhi there uh, anyways whatever the hell they call it but basically your game management and or load management that's what they called it so basically how many games he's playing that needs to be mapped out um he should only be playing key games and i still think you can get a lot out of him because he does put in performances um, and his contract is not like, holy shit, he's making like 15 million. I think he's only like just over three, you know, I, I want to say. Um, yeah. I if think, not, think, not yeah. greater than like five or six. So it's not like a huge um, load for something that I, I really think he does. I even argued like that in the Italian national team, if he's 100% fit by the tournament, I don't think I'm picking anyone else over him starting in that first game. I, I don't think there's anyone better, to be honest. Uh, I do completely agree that when he um, he's not like suffering uh, right. form at all, like when he's on, he's awesome, um, which is great to see. It'd be much sadder if he like was uh, having these yeah. injuries and then also playing really poorly. But that's just I agree. Yeah, he's still my first choice, too. So we'll see. We'll see how well the season goes and kind of how it progresses. If you if he picks up any other injuries. Um, Nilesh, my boy, um, <laughs> at Nilesh underscore N O eight, or as we some people and well, a majority of people like to call him Papa Pirlo. Um, my guy, uh, who's the clown at Juve? So I don't know, I, I was kind of thinking about like, what is he trying to say? What is he trying to insinuate? Because I did ask him after that, if you look at that thread, I said, You talking about Juve Twitter? You talking about the club? And he says, well, now that you brought it up, why, why not you answer that for both? So uh, I'll just let you ask about the club, uh, the club because I don't want you to get into the, to Twitter wars. But um, who, who's the clown at Juve? I don't know, maybe bad um, for performance? Or is he thinking about who's the jokester? I don't know. I was confused a little bit about this question. Yeah, I think jokester would be definitely Quadrado. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw that video of him, like, absolutely bodying yeah. Murata. Yeah, it was really funny. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, clown, like funny clown, quadrado, uh, clown isn't like clown emoji, definitely Kadira. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would have to, I would have to agree with that analysis, <laughs> that expert analysis. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. But uh, Juve clown, well, there's only one clown, uh, Bobo the clown, come on, that's a simple answer. Like, 
<laughs> literally played yourself out in front of the whole internet. So enjoy. Um, obviously from Anto, or as you may know him, at Johnny um, Numbers. At Johnny and Numbers. Um, he says, is Kiesa the best right wing in the world? And now he's, he's got, he, so <laughs> different. This is now a Ronaldo podcast only, by the way, just if I, yeah. if I didn't tell you guys. Um, and he's now on the Kiesa fan, fan club. Uh, he's running that there. So I don't know. I think he did really well. I thought, again, I agree with Pirlo. I think it was his best game. Um, nice to see him score his first goal. And uh, yeah, I hope to see a lot more, a lot more great performances. It's good to see because, you know, this early with Bernardeschi, we didn't really get to see that. We didn't, we didn't get to see that, right? Um, we saw some good performances, but really for the for the most part, a lot was lacking. So it's good that this early he's integrating and he's playing pretty well, and that's all you can ask for, uh, Mason. Yeah, I wouldn't call him the best uh, right wing in the world, but I think that he, <laughs> yeah, I think he's, um, I think he's incredibly promising. Honestly, I, uh, I've been really happy with what I've seen from him, um, and I think that, yeah, I think he has the potential to be really incredible. I think he has the potential to be one of the best wingers in Italy, yeah. and um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? And then obviously on Instagram, uh, he has another channel. Um, if you don't know, great edits. Uh, as well coming out um high quality that's crazy how they do these guys do it i don't know uh you guys are uh, anyone who edits you know photos videos uh, animations um, unbelievable work um so obviously i'll give some props give some love at black dibala b l v c k dibala is his handle on instagram and uh anto congratulations on that um it's really nice to see you you know joining with some content besides shit stirring blocking fighting um <laughs> cursing and anything else that he's doing um but he asked the question is morata the best striker in europe right now? <laughs> <laughs> we had like one good game and everyone's like all right we're back boys which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> is exactly like what i say to myself at home when morata yeah. scores i'm like oh my god um. Yeah, I mean, look, he's on unbelievable form, unbelievable goal tally. Um, if he keeps it up, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, he's definitely the the. I would say one of the, barring like Holland, probably one of the top in form uh, strikers with Ronaldo, you know, Holland and uh, some other names out there. But uh, yeah, uh, unbelievable work, and yeah, I, I don't know. I guess there were some people complaining. Um, I don't know. I, do the do the majorities always make of it this big of a deal about the minorities? I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> I don't remember seeing that many people. But I mean, I only have that big of a, a little bit of a following, so maybe I wasn't hearing all of the whispers. But I didn't I didn't hear that much. But even with um, uh, Chiesa, I mean, there was backlash, but not nothing huge. But anyways, Mason, you go ahead. But yeah, I think um, just I think Marotta's putting up crazy numbers so I, I as much as I like initially laughed I do think um yeah I mean he's he's got a shout for the best striker in Italy right now definitely um if he if he kept this form going for the full season I mean that would be career topping run I mean we're talking like 35 goals uh that's what he's on track for hopefully but um yeah I never would have thought that Murata and best uh, striker in Europe would be combined but yeah he's 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 on fire <laughs> <laughs> 
And anyways, to wrap, I know you sent me this. We won't get into it too deep. I just want your brief thoughts. Very brief. I won't mention anything. Obviously, okay. you sent me uh, ESPN FC 100. You know what my – I think a lot of people know what my opinion is on ESPN FC. Uh, literally, they take essentially all of the worst part of the UK, and they've brought it now to the U.S., barring like Gab Morcotti and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I like Gab. Gab's great. Uh, I like uh... – uh, Matteo Benetti said he's cool. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I guess I I forgot I've forgotten that he's joined uh, ESPN. I haven't barring them getting C Serie A rights. I haven't watched ESPN FC in like ages. But uh, check out Golazzo and stuff like that. That that's great. But what did you think of the top one hundred? Obviously they had Messi at one, Mbappe at two, and Ronaldo at, at three, uh, and DiBala at eight. Uh, which I was surprised I didn't see Dybala in the the top players, obviously winning the MVP. Uh, I know I know I'll probably get shit for saying that now, but I thought he definitely would have made the 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 short list, uh, especially from his contribution last year. Uh, but anyways, just to finish off here, uh, your thoughts on ESPN yeah, I thought it was crazy, <laughs> crazy that two <laughs> Juve players made the list. Um, I think uh, I was I was really disappointed that uh, I mean I'm not any Ronaldo fanboy. Um, and I don't like to get into the Ronaldo Messi stuff, but um, I definitely think Ronaldo deserved the top spot. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was it was just bizarre that we had two Juventus players there. I'm surprised that they singled out Dybala. Um, yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I, I just wouldn't have thought that they would have. Really Those had guys, that man, if they can shit on Serie A, and it, I'm surprised even Ilicic is on that top ten to be. Yeah, quite that honest. was a good shout though for Ilicic. He was great last year because um, usually they're just talking out of their ass like nine times out of 10 and literally thinking like, Oh yeah. Like we just come up with random performances and like over the past four or five years have just come up with some real stinkers of like thoughts, but um, that's it guys. Um, really appreciate your questions. Um, I hope we can keep this up and, and, and get more for the future. And uh, we're going to have a great guest in, in uh, Dean uh, Masato uh, tomorrow. Another, uh, I don't know if he is he in Boston. I know he's a Boston Bruins fan, so that's okay. Um, so I'm not sure if he's if if he's from. But anyways, we got another Bruins fan, so I'm happy. Um, first time he's going to be on the show, so that'll be great. And uh, we'll just preview the uh, the Derby de la Mole. So Mason, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, keep up the great work at Vecchia Senora blog, guys. Follow. Thanks, man. Um, obviously, at Vecchia Senora blog on Instagram at V-E-S-I blog on Twitter. And I'm sure you'll hear him around and I'm sure you'll see him on my, uh, you know, my fleets and my, I gotta do, I gotta do more shit now. And, 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 and actually got me kind of into Reddit too. Um, yeah. Check out Reddit guys. And if you are from Reddit, welcome to the show. Welcome uh, uh, to everything, uh, to all the platforms. And uh, yeah, it's definitely an, another space that I'm going to have to interact with. Uh, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's always fun. Yeah, and thanks for the merch. Again, uh, we'll have that on and and we'll definitely be rocking it for sure. Guys, get that, get get those, uh, get those hoodies, uh, fill those orders. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, support, right? Like um, definitely going to be picking up some Turn Giants stuff. Definitely going to pay you picking up a couple shirts from Al um as well just to show the love i know it's tough times with you know covid and 
and everybody's working hard, like I said, with uh, with all these podcasts and, and videos and stuff like that and blogs. So we got to show the love when you can. Again, do what you can. I know it's tough, uh, tough times, right? Uh, but again, it's been a pleasure. We're definitely going to have you on more. Uh, that's for sure. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. So guys, stay tuned to the next episode. Um, we're finally going to be getting back into rhythm. I finally kind of... Uh, reeled everything in so just stay tuned bear with me you guys have been great um and no one's been shit talking me for being behind but thank you for just you know even just listening um and reaching out and, and showing the love so as always guys fino alla fine forza juventus ciao ciao